Robberini. Is it the cord? Is it like frayed? I think I had unplugged it. <laughs> Slightly. Yeah. Nice. So are you on are you on the desktop right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, in my head, I, just because I've been doing a lot of color grading, I kept thinking about when you were talking about color grading grief. And um I for a moment there, when you were talking about being on a Chrome computer, I was like, God, he color graded that movie. <laughs> Whoa, well, you're giving too much credit to the Chromebook. I know. I was like, <laughs> not a like, Chrome dude. computer. I was like, man, it looks really good. And I was like, I have I have playback issues on this computer. I'm like, how did I'm tired, so bear with me today. <laughs> but I, I realized I didn't color grieve either. Oh, you didn't? I thought you no. I remember talking to you about it. No, um, that was um somebody who actually does that. Oh, I, I was gonna say you got your fucking chops up quick because I've been fucking <laughs> no. around with that, and I'm like, it looked really clean. It's really like, tough. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. And do you use DaVinci or Premiere? For what little coloring I do, I do uh Premiere. DaVinci's takes a lot of um memory and shit like that. You need a really nice computer for that. Yeah. It's weird because it demands more, but it's free. Where yeah. Premiere is kind of like streamlined, but it you gotta pay for it. Mm-hmm. So DaVinci kinda- has so many like consoles that you can use with the system though. That, that cost a lot of money. Like yeah. if you ever look like look at an actual colorist setup with like their consoles and like their DaVinci like three panel monitor thing, it's like it's nuts. Yeah, I'm I'm really like into it too. So I, you know, once I figure something out with Premiere Pro, I'd like to download DaVinci and start fucking around in there too. Cause it seems like the the right workflow is to take your work into DaVinci, color it, and then bring it over into premiere and like then fuck mm-hmm. around with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were talking to the homie uh, who put out the blue hour, the rival mm-hmm. to the, the overlook hour. That's right. And I've been, talk- I've been talking to him about VFX and uh, just, I'm like, dude, how do you like, what is your workflow? Like I need like basic introduction. Are you going to talk about THX? No. Hey, I heard like the VX, uh, VHX people went on strike now too. Everybody's striking, dude. Yeah. Everybody's striking. That's tough. LA County, like municipal workers are striking. I can't <laughs> I can't wait to watch um free assets start making their way into like Marvel movies. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> be, I'd start watching them, honestly. But yeah, I don't know. Sorry, I was just I was thinking about that when you were on the Chromebook. I'm yeah, like, there's no way. That thing <laughs> couldn't even handle a Zoom meeting. Dude, how far off are we from Grieve coming out? You put out your trailer for the film, and I, dude, I loved it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, like I mean, there's more though. It's more action. It's more. <laughs> it's I don't know. There's a you know I've been dealing a lot with like YouTube and like social media content, and mm-hmm. it's all about authenticity, which is kind of like the whole found footage thing too. Yeah. And then you get into like, yeah, but I want to make money and actually participate in the market of art. And it's like, I love Robbie's trailer, which I think articulates the mood and the tone of the film perfectly. But I like their trailer because that's going to get people to watch the movie. Yeah. So at least we're in a world where we can put both out. Yeah. Bill hates my trailer, loves their trailer. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Bill, you know, Bill's an industry dude. (laughs) 
Yeah. So like, you know, here's the only thing you need from Bill is that he loved working on your movie, which yeah, that's we're true. talking to that dude for so long now. It's the only time I've ever heard that. So take the W, dude. Yeah. For real. You guys got to have him on the show again. That's always a great, great time. Please try. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. we wanted I I had him calendared in to talk about Renfield. Mm. And during the production of Renfield, he was a fan. And then he, and then it took him forever to watch the movie. And then he watched the movie and he wasn't a fan. <laughs> but then on top of that, he was like, you know, I was talking to some other people who worked on the film and they have a really tough NDA. And he's like, I'll still play ball. But I was like, I'm not going to do it. Like, fuck it. You're already out there. Like, and then it just, it got so far removed. I mean, we got a bill on whenever though. He was we- miserable too. Like during that <laughs> shoot. Yeah, he was. But he was talking about how cool it looked. He was like, mm. dude. And then, you know, he met. And that's what kept him going. Well, he met yeah. Nicholas Cage, too. And his shit flipped. Uh-huh. Just like he's a cool dude. And he's met a bunch of people in passing and kind of like, you know. And I heard Bill gave him some tax advice, too. <laughs> Helped him out on that now. He did the get a person. <laughs> <laughs> I think. um the furthest he's gone is he's gotten an autograph from uh, Kurt Russell while on a, a set. Oh, Deepwater Horizon? Is he on that? It was a water movie. Yeah, Deepwater Horizon. Was it Mark that? Wahlberg one? Deepwater Horizon. I've never watched it, and it always sounds like um, that cool I know movie. my Kurt Russell, Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> Twin Tower <laughs> movies, Dave. Oh, that, okay. That checks out. I believe you know. I mean, there is not nothing to do with 9-11. I'm just saying they are the I Twin know. Towers. Yeah. <laughs> Two and they will never fall. Yeah, I think he got a poster or something signed there. And then he met a, he met fucking um, Keith David on the set of fucking uh, Tales from the Hood 2. And he was like, well, at least I got something out of that shoot. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if you work in like show business for 10 years, you're going to run into Keith David. Yeah. I don't know. He, you know, he's around, baby. Yeah, but he, I imagine he's the type of dude that's making money, like, in a way that you wouldn't expect, because he was doing all those military commercials, too. Yeah. Like, the join the Navy. He does a lot of VO work. Yeah. He was uh, Goliath in Gargoyles. Brother, when you got those pipes. He was in uh, Princess Frog. Princess. That's right. Yep. Damn, I just heard from somebody that Disney's going to discontinue doing physical media. What? Yeah, like, um, I think it's part no more clamshells, dude. So here, let's get into a topic that I know very little about. But, you know, if you're in crypto. You should get this. I am with crypto. You know, the streaming oh. bubble, you know, how you know, how like Netflix never put out money or like numbers or anything. And they've kind of been operating in like mystery. Yeah, because they're a fucking scam. Yeah. Well, I, I do think they've been operating at a huge negative, which now with the writer's strike and shit, like there's pressure to release numbers. Which, if they show that they're not making any money, they're going to lose a lot of investment, which could pop a huge bubble. And I think what Disney's doing is they're like, well, let's stop giving people the opportunity to watch our movie whenever they want by owning a Blu-ray. And then they'll be more, you know, inclined to buy our streaming and hopefully get in the green. Or is it in the black? I think they lost like a billion dollars just now. Or like they announced the thing about a billion dollars. <laughs> Who, Who Netflix? A, no, Disney Plus. Oh, good for them. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're doing the password crackdown that Netflix just did. Yeah. That that hit home. When I got that that prompt. I'm so angry. <laughs> dude, 
because one of the cool, it felt like Netflix was your buddy for a long time. You're like, dude, I'll just give it all my family and everybody can enjoy it. Yeah. And then it kind of got like a grip on the cultural zeitgeist. It became the streaming thing. And then now it's like, now you got to cough it up. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to fucking cancel. Randy talked about it last week, right? You canceled for the first time. And I did. Yeah. Since, I don't know, since I started, since they had just DVDs. When was that? Oh, nine. Wow. Oh, early. Something like that. Yeah. So fuck, dude. Yeah. Well, uh, when Randy said that, I was like, you know what? I want to cancel too. I canceled that same day on Sunday. Oh no. I re-upped by Sunday <laughs> night. <laughs> Why? Well, because of the movie I'm going to talk about <laughs> in the next episode. Okay. Maybe. Or in the episode that aired already. Oh, correct. Yeah. You already heard it. <laughs> okay. Are we keeping those ones secret? Because I, no, well, I, you're not going to like it. Okay. That's, I mean, it's a new? sports documentary. Dude, I'm fucking pumped. On Johnny Manziel. Oh, I think Robbie watched <laughs> that one. He gave it a good review. Bro, <laughs> I did not. It's tough. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, you're not a sports fan? I like baseball. He's a footballer. Why baseball? Baseball is America's game. Yeah, it rules. Is it because you're mellow and the sport's boring? It's a game of it's a game of uh, <laughs> strategy and patience. It's yeah. a humbling game. I don't know. Too there, much ego there's no, in baseball. There's no time in baseball. Now we there, is there now. are ways there are ways to speed it up. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you imply what what is it now? It's a gentleman's game. What happens if you don't exactly. pitch fast enough? You get a yellow flag or something? No, the, you uh, you get an additional ball or strike. I was pretending I didn't understand sports. People like to do that. You know what I really hate mm. is when people put like sport on a t-shirt, like sports team. I feel like that that time has ended. It came and went. Well, what are you talking about? Like the it joke of like, oh, I'm, sports team. oh, sports. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, it doesn't make me laugh. I don't know. I actually think it's counterculture to be into sports now, which is wrong. It's just I'm living in this bubble. I hang out with you two. That's true. Sports are my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did you ever play, Robbie? Baseball. Yeah. Yeah, baseball. I, no, I mean, I feel like you could be a good pitcher. <laughs> like a psycho. I was a shortstop. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, hell That's yeah. That's a real position. All shortstop? I love it. Yeah. Shortstop and center field. Damn. I wish I played organized sports. <laughs> I never did. <laughs> really? Yeah. I just organized them on the street. I thought you played football. Nah. I got hmm. I uh had people try to get me to play and I was like, "Mom, please don't make me play." I was like, "I don't want to meet a bunch of strangers." <laughs> <laughs> it was an anxiety thing. Oh, it was, but I couldn't articulate it. I was a kid, so it was just like, I don't want to. I don't want to. You could have used that. Uh, oh, no, I know. That team uh, hey, if my, camaraderie. Hey, my little boy doesn't know it yet, but I'm going to make him play team sports. <laughs> By the time he becomes that age, there will be no more team sports. All right, that's true. <laughs> oh, there'll still be baseball then. It will that's be. fucking solo. If if you can, you know. The he most, can be a competitive e-gamer. I would I would like to play fantasy baseball more. I had a lot of fun with that, buying cards and then doing a little bit of math. And yeah, well, uh, about to kick off fantasy football here. Uh, I'm I think I'm about to uh, re-enter the game, Robbie. I played uh, I played five seasons of fantasy football in my life, and I have won four championships. Thank you very whew. much. How much money? And I retired. I'm not in it for the money. <laughs> I don't do it for the money. Yeah, well, all the competitive people are. So you've been beating people at work. I do it for the, like. what I'm doing right now. 
bragging. The shits and gigs, dude? Shits and gigs, bro. Shits, kicks, and gigs. Coworkers or randos? Coworkers. Oh, coworkers. Robbie, I do need to give you an update here, friend. Is that um, you know that you you will always be my first in terms of me being naked in front of the camera. But uh, there is an update that you are now not the most recent. Oh, so, I listened to the, the Dave O'Shea. Uh, I mean, you'll episode. always be my first, but I am a naked little slut now. So <laughs> I got jealous. Look, look at the monster you've created. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I can't wait to see it, though. I don't know. I can wait. He was more confident <laughs> in this go around. And I think it was more charming when you were like bashful. Well, he's a full blown actor now. No, but see, but see, Robbie knows something that only he and Dave O'Shea know. And I'm going <laughs> to let everyone else know right now is that I can't learn lines. Wow. <laughs> I thought it was going to be something. It was very difficult. difficult. <laughs> like get a birthmark or something. It took 45 minutes for us to shoot that thing. And we couldn't do it in one take. I got it. I think it took 20 takes of me going in and out of the shower trying to say those five lines. <laughs> Never could do a one. Oh, I wanted to give him a one or one time. Why is that? Why is what? That you can't remember. Are you in your head the whole time? It's well, my, I just, I think I just need more time with it. And I didn't give it the time. I, he gave me the lines before. And I should, I could have spent. Oh, you, he gave a you a solid hour and I could have done it. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you heard yeah, about my, just, yeah, and you just need to spend more time with it. My experience with my first acting and he handed me a fucking book and <laughs> had me in front of the camera when he did it. I'm like, what the fuck? I thought it was also, you know, Oksana did a little thing where he brought her a nun outfit and then she said one line and it was like a transition shot, like kind of like a B real thing. Yeah. And I'm like, I can, okay, cool. I'm down to do this. I'll totally put corpse paint on and do that. And then he handed me a fucking novel. And I'm like, oh no. And I started like sweating, got in my head. It, it's going to be great. I hope you oh. can, I hope you're going to get it, Robbie. Yeah. I, I, I hope I can tune in. Apparently you can online. Fuck. Yeah. I think what, what, what is up with his Vimeo thing? He got banned on YouTube. Yeah. So I still think, um, I still don't think we have an announcement of when he's going to, he was looking uh, later this month, but the YouTube thing has not resolved itself. So I don't know, more to come. Yeah. Wait, until, uh, he just shifted over to Vimeo. He did on Vimeo, but I mean, the he, there's also the local access link, which you can get anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't what, know. Yeah. If no, I figure it out, I maybe we'll, uh, we could just host it in the fucking discord too oh, and do fun. that. Yeah. Why not? I mean, it'll be out there and we'll share oh, it. Oh yeah. Yeah. But why not? Yeah, I don't know. So what, the, what have you been up to Robbie? I know you're always cooking something over there. Meth? Working. No. <laughs> what or why? Yeah. No meth. Unfortunately, just, uh, working, Here's the and, money. uh, drawing and making music videos. What about fentanyl? Is there money in that? <laughs> <laughs> they die too fast. No, but to make it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Not in America. But you, Randy, you got tour. Yeah. Look it up. What's that shirt, Randy? <laughs> Did you just freeze? <laughs> it's a uh, it's the band dry cleaning. Oh, cool. 
Yeah. The fuck, Randy? Drag thing is a great band. I do like that. Was that a duck? A geese? A goose? Yeah, something like that. Over Road the globe, and it says World Tour 2023. I love it. All right, we wish him well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what were we talking about before? Dry cleaning? I don't know. You brought Randy and then he froze and they can't come back. From That's that. true. That's no, pretty I, great. I was picking Robbie's brain because I know he's always active doing art shit. And I have seen, dude, I love your illustration. I still want one of those damn beers from the East Coast. <laughs> Too late. I know. I think I, I, I just, sent you one. I don't Did think I so. No. Oh. No. Robbie, where in Oregon are you again? Salem. Oh, yes. Witchtown, USA. How far no. a drive? <laughs> it's the Garden City. Uh, it's like I an understand. hour from uh, Portland. What about from the Bay Area? Like nine 12 hours. hours. Yeah, nine. That's not bad. All right. Because, you know. Don't tell me no in German. Last time you came over and we did a um, the the uh, branded sleepover, the, the fantastic sleepover fest. Abraxas. And we watched uh, <laughs> what I thought was, you know, I look back on it. It's even more disappointing now. Willie's Wonderland. And we have Five Nights at Freddy's coming out. And I think that might actually be a horror movie. And PG-13. I know. Is it? Dude, I've heard, it had to be. I heard that it was a three-hour movie, too. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's a Gilligan Island? But a three-hour tour? I think there's a trailer out now, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they locked it? Yeah, there's a trailer out, and uh, oh, they locked it. Good deal. It um, it's got a little bit of in-world camera vibe to it too. I don't know if I love the narration, but like, I I I kept thinking about Willy's Wonderland the whole time. It's the sure superior film, too. dude. Willy's Wonderland was a bummer. It's a superior. It's a great film. Five stars. It's not good. I enjoyed it. It's it's a bummer because it felt like it could have been like a genre fest, like a bunch, like just have fun, go in here, deal with some horror action shit. And it it really didn't have a lot. You bring in a guy who's known for, you know, being a great talker. And you take that away from him and he still gives you a gift of physical comedy. And that's Nicolas Cage. Mm. Did you watch Sympathy for the Devil? I have not. Clark would like that. What is that about I, the Rolling Stones? I think I tried to get him to watch it. And he said the Nick Cage thing. Fuck no. Yeah, is that what it hair. is? Nick Cage. Yeah. Yeah. What's it about? Sell me on it, Rob. Um, Joel Kinnaman is I'll going to meet his wife who is giving birth at the hospital. And the second he parks in the parking garage, a red haired Nicholas Cage gets in the back seat puts a gun on him and tells him to start driving. And it becomes like a road movie, essentially, um, where Nicolas Cage is just riffing constantly. And he tells a story about something called the mucus man. <laughs> Nicolas Cage is like sniffling the entire movie. And then he like does a quick aside about how he believes there's this guy named the mucus man who's been coming to him since he's a child and stuffing boogers into his face. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. And I, was, he, close to was he riffing that? I don't know. It's, it, there's just so many random like monologues and things like that. It's, it's pretty good. It's not, it's nothing new. Um, it's like a case of mistaken identity type thing, but it's, it's pretty good. 
Would you be interested in doing a Mucus Man spinoff film? I'd love to. Yeah. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Did you? Are you trying to cast yourself? I call dibs. <laughs> Dude. Okay, I'm in. You're gonna do a Kickstarter? Dude, look at these nostrils. I got. You can stuff a bunch of boogers in these nostrils. Oh, you're right? a victim of yeah. the Mucus Man, or is that part of your backstory? It's it's it's, it's, the, it's the origin story. It's how it became the mucus man. <laughs> you pass it on okay. from generation to generation. I hate an origin story, though. I got to tell you that. Oh, I no, hate no, all the work. We're going to make it nice. We're no, going to make it real nice. Because I know on the poster, it's going to be you all dolled up looking like the mucus man. And then it's not going to happen until the third act. Oh, you mean much like uh, this tease that, again, that we're going to talk about in the episode that our listeners have already talked about? You talking about cobweb, dude? Because <laughs> that's what cobweb does. Nah. Robbie, did you see Cobweb? Loved it. Yeah, me too. I also loved it. Oh I liked my God. it. I liked it. <laughs> I, I liked it. Hey, Robbie, no, no, let's talk about Talk to Me. Did you like that? Loved it. All right, can you yell at I Randy? Loved, I loved felt it too. nothing during that, but cried during Barbie? Uh, I think, Randy, did you give it a three and a half? Three. I can give it a three, yeah. Uh, I, get, I only gave it a three and a half, but the fact I've been thinking about it since I saw it, Makes me want to go back and give it a four. You know, I have a new relationship with it because I've fallen in love with the Racka Racka guys. I've been yeah, watching cool. them. I watched them on Corridor Crew talking about VFX. They went on the editing podcast and talked about the montage scene they had made. Oh, really? Man, I love those. That dudes. was a great scene. Well, also, it's interesting because they're they're really tied in to YouTube. Like, they've done videos with Logan Paul and shit. But... Because they're from YouTube, because they're fucking cool, well, they get it. <laughs> because they got a lot of uh, fans and 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 Logan it's a Paul parasitic network is the future president of these states united. So <laughs> take that to the bank. Okay. That's happening right. within fifteen years. Are you putting money on that, or President for, Logan Paul? Is this a bet for coworkers again? I bet. That, throw that in the Discord, friend. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, and you know. He, they have a lot of access on YouTube. And again, like I was talking about earlier, YouTube and social media, it's all about authenticity. Yeah. So they give these really candid interviews and they, they talk about how YouTube moved away from a violence kind of like platform. So their shit was getting demonetized. And they're like, we weren't bummed. We, we kind of looked at it as like, well, okay, now we finally have to just like leave. And they're like, honestly, it's what we wanted to do from the beginning. We never wanted to be YouTube. We wanted to make movies. And there's a really cool clip of them learning at Sundance that A24 is the person that put in the bid. And they fucking freak out. And I'm just like, man, I love these guys. They're so fucking cool. Yeah. I want to see this. How do you see uh, it? Watch the editing podcast. Again, it's Hayden Hillier Smith. He's one of mm. my favorite voices in editing theory for like YouTube. He's the guy who did Logan Paul's vlogs. And uh, he had them on. And it's a. It's, Show me that one because I, I want to watch that one. But the uh, yeah, montage thing. They talk about the mon the best thing about it too. Even that, Rocky had one. Well, they had a, a DP, which normally they would shoot and edit and do everything on their own. Yeah. And the guy was like, "Hey, we have fifty setups to do, and we only have two hours left." And he's like, "Mathematically, we can't do it." And they're like, "All right, give us the camera." And they just went in there and they talk about how the focus puller. They're like, "That dude, it's his movie," because yeah. they were just dancing with the people in there, and they're like. Everything was in focus, and they're like, we don't understand how he did it. But, like, yeah, they break down that scene, and they talk about how music dictated cuts and stuff. Oh, it's so good. 
But yeah, man, talk to me. It's a bummer because now that the movie's out and we watched it a month ago, I like get to like kind of relive people's excitement for it. And I just keep thinking about Randy. It bothers me when Randy doesn't like a movie that I want him to like. And I'm like, why didn't he fucking like this? I didn't not like it. Yeah, but you're so underwhelmed that it's like haunting me. The last act just loses so much air. Like, yeah, I they, like the last act. Really, but I once understand. They start doing the, we have to get him to hold the hand while he's in the coma. It's like, what? Really? Oh, yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, oh, well, it, it is a it's a genre forward movie, and they're exploring their own rules, which they never really fully show the parameters of. So I had fun with it. But you're right. It does kind of like retread old territory in the genre where the, I feel like the front half of the movie doesn't do that. It's yeah. a lot about like connection and drug use. And there's a the lot of energy. Like, yeah. And that's why I was like, Randy didn't connect with the drama angle. It's a four and a half star movie. I see. Really? I was so moved by it. I gave it five. And the reason why it's not a five is because of that half a star kangaroo bullshit. Yeah. You're oh, okay. tripping for that. <laughs> that kangaroo nobody gives a fuck about a dumb dead kangaroo in the road in australia bro especially no they do not at all they it's not about pets. it's not about the 100 also let's it is about the kangaroo i heard it's it just just did a dog. Okay. I heard, well i heard an argument for the kangaroo that uh people identify them with being a parent because of the pouch so for her it was kind of a mm. like a veiled reference to her not dealing with her Mother's death. I get it. Still a stretch. I agree. And I, I, agree and I still stretch, stand by. But I, I think it is a cool way to kind of uh, show a little bit of Australian patriotism. For sure. I get yeah. it. I get it. If it were an American movie, it'd be a bald eagle on that road. Yeah. And if they <laughs> shot it in San Francisco, it would be on the Golden Gate Bridge. Exactly. <laughs> A24 uh, put out like a kid's shirt with a kangaroo on it. Like a talk to me kid's shirt with a kangaroo on it. Because they get it. Dude. I thought that no, was kind of cute. They have the fucking animal mascot thing. Yeah. All the time. The seagull, the lamb. Smart. The fucking lamb. Steven. You got it on your wall. Yeah, but that's kind of as an irony. It's an ironic bit. Oh, really? That's what we do over <laughs> here, Robbie. <laughs> I have I some know. irony. Well, here, here, here. Can, can we go behind the curtain? I know it's going to make you uncomfortable if I talk about it. What? Everything makes you fucking uncomfortable. What are you talking? I about? can't even talk about ex coworkers coming back violently trying to collect I, money. I, I, no, yeah, I wasn't the only one uncomfortable here. <laughs> yeah. Well, here, this every other person was here. Okay. Well, let's. You know what? This is the beauty of podcasts. Like we're hanging out. Just pretend we're not recording. You, you're the one who has no boundaries in your life. So it's no. like, no, we're the one who have to help you. But I'm an open. My arms are open for a hug, and my book is open for a read. And you know the thing about that seagull. Is that one of the ups, a vendor left it there and uh, our relationship with the vendor kind of soured on one end, not ours, because we love everybody. Again, and then, not important to the story, I, know, I imagine. <laughs> but that's part of the reason why I like it up there, because I remember much like that coworker that we're going to bleep. And it's fine. We don't need any context on that. He also tried to collect on said seagull. And I was like, are you oh, tripping, really? dude? Yeah, I tried to come back and collect on it. You, we, I remember talking to you about this. You probably blocked it out. No, I don't remember. And I was like, how rude is that? And I was like, how about this? I'll hold it for you. Come pick it up. So it's up there. If he comes back, I'll, I'll make sure to have a camera on when he takes it off the wall. That's tight. 
Yeah, a little uncomfortable, but you know, that's it's pretty good stuff. So he left it there and he tried left to it. charge you. Yeah, after because we, he's like, he's like, hey, it's cool. I saw that you guys brought it home because again, by leaving it there, I mean in the lobby of a movie theater. Holy crap. Yeah. And then he was like, it's cool. You could just Venmo me money. And I'm like, uh, how about you come pick it up? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I, was like, I don't even level. like that. But, I don't even know what you call that. I don't know. Rude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I like, I like having it in frame. Also, people love that movie. It's a good, it's a good movie. Um, I, I, you know what? I know this is the Thursday episode. I will say that I watched another boat, a nautical horror movie oh and ghost ship i ended up spending part of the runtime of that movie ruminating on the lighthouse and i'm like you know i should respect that movie a little bit more because it did explore this like nautical art house like setting yeah i've been trying to tell you that for four years i still don't like it though i know because you're a difficult person now how come i get called difficult but randy gets a pass when he doesn't like talk to me there's a lot of reasons i didn't didn't like it i liked it (laughs) No, Randy fucking hated it. No, I like I said, Talk to Me is lean and mean, man. It could have used a little bit more. I agree. In the story, I would have liked department. More. Thankfully, we're getting a fucking sequel, bro. Are I we? wanted more prequel. hell. Prequel, more, uh, yeah. Hell orgy. Yeah. So, um, Terrell went on Evil Live. Now, Evil is a uh, YouTuber who has a lot of like black horror fans on. I believe they they talk about uh they he brings the melanin, and it was interesting. Like black hearing, horror fans are black horror fans. What's black horror exactly? Is that a genre? I don't no, know. I know black metal. <laughs> I don't know black horror though. Just say black horror comedy. Bam yes. lamb. I mean, I yeah. So no, the, these uh these the people on the show are all they're all melanin high. They're rich in it, which is sure. a thing that he said. So I can say it. Sure. And Terrell. Uh, it was interesting hearing them talk about it because they referred to hell as uh, an orgy of white people. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, they're like, they brought her ass in a fucking hell pit with a bunch of naked white people. Yeah. That's like, apt. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of makes it scarier, too. I wish there was more fucking going on in that uh, hell orgy. They're just like laying on top of each other, like not writhing or anything. Yeah. Wanted a little bit more like society action. I just wanted like up in there, like maybe touching on the boy, licking on him and shit like that. I don't <laughs> know. Just like make it hell, like make it terrifying. And says it's, he's literally just holding him, just like, I don't know. I don't know. But was it hell though? It was like a collection of the, the demons waiting for their turn on him. I, in my mind. Okay, we're you know we're so far from this release, and Robbie, as- you want more like Event Horizon, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but here, here's my. I think there's a distinction in there. I don't. I don't think it's hell. And also, again, this would be a heavy spoiler, but I feel okay as Robbie's one of the people who used to give a shit for spoiling everything. <laughs> and I hope you know we we don't do that anymore. I have several keep- episodes I've never finished because I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, at a, at a certain point, I. You know, I try to give a warning, and if I'm going to spoil something, I make sure it's the last fucking movie. So yeah, well, you I, can you can trust us more now. I'm just a cute little misanthrope. Well, <laughs> you spoil shit that people will never watch anyway. Money yeah. claim. 
Money play. No, what was that really boring, not neo noir action film that you watched on Netflix? Or you're gonna have to be more specific, Craig. Yeah, I can't even. God, I can't even remember. But it felt so bland. And you're like, oh, what was it? Shattered. What was that one? Uh, No, Robbie got mad at me because I spoiled Wild Indian. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But you (laughs) spoiled that so quickly. That I when I remember asking you, is that the end of the movie? No, you no, you were like, is that the first act? And I'm like, no, that's the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot! You can't do that, dude. It's a good movie. It's such and, a good movie too. <laughs> yeah, but I know. I feel like I know it now. You gave like the brief cliff notes too. Let me tell you right now: if we were to watch Wild Indian, you wouldn't remember anything I said, and you would watch the movie. You have a great time. Doesn't he get shot at the end? Or he something? gets shot. Yeah. At the end. <laughs> I remember that clearly because <laughs> it felt like it could have been the end of the first act. It's really good though. I'll take your word. Do, I mean, no, but I do think there's a distinction because uh, Mia, when, when she, uh, I think she might've jumped, she might've been pushed into that traffic when she enters the purgatory, like ghost land. Yeah. I don't, she's not a demon, but she's still there. Right. Like, I think maybe the hospital just fucking sucks because if you die there, you're like, you're trapped with all these other fucking weirdos. Well, yeah. I think I think the hospital is the purgatory. Well, I think it's just purgatory, but there's still like real estate. Yeah, but you got to You got to have a HQ. You know what I mean? I think that <laughs> I think the hospital is purgatory HQ. I Remember when Randy brought us the digital landscape and he was like, hey, I found your address on this like. Yeah, kind of like. Yeah, Earth too. I feel yeah, like it's like that. <laughs> like there's still like like there's still geography in purgatory. And there's just a hot spot in that hotel. It's kind of what you're hunting for if you're part of a paranormal team. So I think that hotel or that hotel, that hospital is just, you know, a shitty place to go. So what do you think it is that um the boy is in? I think he was oh, I don't know. Because he was kind of like half a in, medical half out. coma. I think he was being, <laughs> you know. Well, I think there's a um, there's a negotiation between the the purgatory and like the brief uh, entry into life. Like I think that's why people are so quick to like Im- Im- possess the hand mm-hmm. because they want to be in reality again. And I think he was kind of like a door that was ajar. So there was all the shitty people were trying to like get through. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And it was just like fucking him up. Like I'm so they weren't fucking him. No. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's it's odd to think that you would spend your time banging your head against a bathroom wall. Like that was really I'm here. impressive though. That yeah, was it was. Yeah. Dude, him him gripping his eyeball yeah. like Ooh. lingered with me. Ooh. Yeah. That just gave me the chili willies. Oh, Robbie doesn't know this, but I saw I saw that movie uh, with a I'm going to say a six year old and a ten year old child in the row in front. No, of <laughs> correct. Were they on their phone? No, uh, the ten year old choked on popcorn at the very beginning of the movie. Oh my gosh! Oh, but not in it reaction. Was a, it was a scene. Like he stood up and was coughing, and like it was the whole deal. Did you give him a Heimlich? <laughs> No, his mom picked him up and dragged him out of the theater. <laughs> wow. And and then uh it may have been during the eye picking scene. Um 
this I heard the six-year-old say, I don't like this. <laughs> I am so fucking sad. You're like, I see what you did there. Oh. I don't like this. <laughs> I saw Sicario with a bunch of little children in the theater. It was like, Whoa, oh God. Man. How little? Like five, six. Like running were, around the were, theater? They weren't they were being kind of respectful. I think we did leave eventually because they did start talking and things like that. Packed theater, though. I, I could tolerate that for Sicario 2, but not <laughs> <Yeah>. Sicario 1. <laughs> I never watched 2. 2's, Two's pretty good. I it's fine. It. You know, when I talked about watching Cobweb in my uh, Sojourn to the East Bay yeah. to find the one screening, uh, we were directly behind a family. And we all thought that the kid was like six years old or something. And the whole time I was there with Oxfam, I'm like, God, I can't wait to bring Cliff to a fucking movie. And <laughs> Cobweb, it almost opens up like you could do it, like a little kid could enjoy that. But it, man, by the third act, where we're in like home invasion monster territory, that the kid up there revealed to be like 14 and was articulating like, fuck this movie. If I was a kid... That was the same age of the kid in Cobweb, and I saw Cobweb. <laughs> would have horrified me. Yeah, but then your parents could be like, "Aren't you glad we're not like that?" I'd have loved it. That's yeah, I think so too. It's it's a great gateway horror movie because it it never shows. I mean, we're spoiling Cobweb, but it's, it never it's- shows her abs- like annihilate these children. It's always like After Effects. Yeah, like it's like you see the blood, but you never see. Because one of those kids is clearly ripped in half. His entrails yeah. are everywhere, but it's kind of just off to the side, you know? Yeah, one was a, uh, the first one was like a Tarantino level-esque, you know, splat bag. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. It, they kind of did the like, whenever I think of Tarantino films in like a genre, I think he, he takes like different subcultures in that genre and brings them all together in like a very well thought out like script. I agree. And I thought Cobweb like reimagined the haunted house. Like it's not a ghost, but we're doing the person in the wall. We're having a home invasion. We're having evil parents. We're having, you know, like they did everything. I love that house. Dude, it was cool. The house was great. The house was the star of the movie. So wallpaper. What Great if, wallpaper. Right? It reminded me of the, the hatching. What, yeah, hatching. hatching. Oh, Hatchling. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Hatching. Wall, wallpaper is <laughs> so fucking weird. I love I, wallpaper. I love wallpaper in a movie. Could you imagine putting wallpaper in your room? Yeah. I grew up in a house that had wallpaper everywhere. I feel like I would need digital walls. And I would need to be able to change it. <laughs> yeah, because you are like <laughs> at least 15% AI at this point. Ray Bradbury shit. Dude, respect your future overlords. I'm telling you, Robbie, he's he jumped the shark. He jumped the AI shark over here, dude. <laughs> that's it's not bad. true. It's bad. I'm terrified. <laughs> yeah, that's because you have too. talent. <laughs> You're like, what am I going to do with my talent? At you- this point, Russ is pro studios in the strike right now, dude. Fuck, <laughs> dude. Hit me oh, up, Bobby, studios. Yeah. <laughs> Disney, get me. I'm available. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I can offer you, but. You need reels cut? <laughs> you back in the China right now, dude. <laughs> dude, hey, okay, Robbie, you you are a prolific moviegoer. 
and you watch a lot of shit and I always get jealous and I feel like I'm not doing my job whenever you're watching shit. Did you watch that John Cena, Jackie Chan movie on Netflix? No, but I, um, I read about the uh, production because it's a a Chinese American co-production. Of course it is. Yeah. It used to have a different title. Um, was it death to America? They started, uh, there were a couple of huge budget, uh, action movies in China about white snipers and it shook things up a little bit and they changed the title and it, I'd, you'll have to read about it yourself. I can't, uh, but yeah, I have not seen it now. Looks like yeah, Fury I'm, Road, like a DTV Fury Road. Yeah, I'm looking at Max. So- Two ex-special force officers must escort a group of civilians along Baghdad's highway to death, highway of death, to the safety of the green zone. Oh, okay. I was so confused. Oh, we're doing another green zone movie, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Sick of the green zone, dude. You know, I mean, just the pairing of Jackie Chan and John Cena, they felt like the- The new rush hour. It felt like the Antichrist. (laughs) Where Jackie Chan, you know, Jackie Chan, I've come to, uh, he really lives in infamy with me now as just like learning about like the Hong Kong movement and like their whole grasp and like the evolution of cinema there. And then, you know, when the handover happened and it just, it became China and how all those artists were like, we can continue this and we can try. And then Jackie Chan was like, nah, I'm going to get paid. Yeah. And I'm going to become the number one Chinese dude. And then we have John Cena who did that like beautiful Mandarin apology. It's very good. Shisha. Yeah. yeah. So them them teaming up, it just seems like. And again, I told you, I've been watching Maven YouTube videos. Who's a an ex WWE wrestler, and he said John Cena was, had a bad work ethic. How un-American is that? What I I find that hard to believe. I did yeah. too, but I think he's just pointed up. He's got a good looking uh, physique. But I heard he was not the first one there or the last to leave. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Great. That's what I want. If I'm going to reimagine the, like, you know, the dude who's taken over for Hogan, he's got to be having his fucking vitamins. He's got to be putting in overtime. Hey, I don't know if you know this. Hogan, scumbag. It's all propaganda. (laughs) Did you watch that video? What video? It's sex tape. Uh, I... I don't know. I don't think I did. I think I tried to look for it. I feel like you'd remember. Yeah, I don't think I did though. And yeah, that one is saying that inward. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Brother, what was the context? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Oh, you don't remember? This was like a big thing. Really? Yes. Oh yeah, they're my brothers. You know, blah blah. And he's like, they don't mind if I say the inward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, not he, a good look. Not at he all. Was it's really not. Telling like Brooke to not hang out. With oh, someone. was that it? <laughs> Brooke's Maybe there's two man. instances. He yeah. pulled a Mel Gibson. <laughs> oh, man. Pack of wild dogs. Jesus Christ. Are we <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I thought you would have watched Hidden Strike. Okay, Robbie, you know, I love that you you dig up. Hey, did you ever watch Bottom? Well, you were the one that told me about it, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. 
for a minute there, I'm like, if you weren't the one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, thank you. We should talk about this shit. Yeah. Great episode. Uh, dude. Can you guys try to parse through that. Robbie. <laughs> I mean. You know how many people you freaked out by getting me to watch that movie? Which is so unfortunate. I mean, it's just a movie about a gay guy. Um, <laughs> Finding love. Yeah, yeah. Searching for loads. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally chill. <laughs> Dude, if it were a reality show, it'd be loads of love. Yeah. <laughs> and it'd be like The Bachelor. There'd be no, you know, he'd pick somebody in the end, but of course that wouldn't last. 2089. That's all that's going to be on TV. So, Rob, do you know, have you seen anything else by that director? No. Um, I got in a conversation with a letterboxed person, the guy who I saw watch it, I who I then found it through him. Um, he commented on my entry of it. And we started having a conversation about it. Um, they all look like not Hallmark, but like they just look like very indie uh, gay pictures um, yeah. that don't have a lot of like genre elements to them. They're more like, which I think they are a little racy, but I don't think they're my kind of racy. Like I'm more into like Dennis Cooper um, type stuff. Whereas he, this guy seems to be like, and I, I don't know how else to say it, but like true gay cinema, like not for outsiders type thing, which I guess you could view bottom as that as well. Like that's not for a casual viewer. And it's certainly not for obviously many hetero people. Yeah. You know, I, I had a lot of fun because it was something I had never seen before. And yeah. I, I, you know, I think when you watch as many movies as we do, that becomes like a very rare, it's almost like you're fucking chasing the dragon at that point. And I just did not know what to expect. And honestly, I do think I, I know when I covered it, I kind of portrayed it as, as like reality. And I don't think it was right. You that was all so? like, no, it's I very think, real. <laughs> well, he talked about, well, I mean, I think the interactions were real, but isn't that pulled from a blog, but it's almost like, it was like recreated. Like, I don't think that's like the real footage. I do. Yeah. I don't know. It seemed a little too clean when I think back on, which is a weird word. (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny because I, Terrell uh, would not stop (laughs) again. Terrell, who was he watching it? Terrell watched it briefly a long time ago and turned it off. Hmm. And then he kept calling me gay for a long time. (laughs) Oh, geez. Oh, so what was he saying? He was like, oh, you gay now. You watch that movie. And I was just, and I was like, have you seen it? I'm like, I would be curious what you thought about it. And he was like, is that the movie where there, there ain't no black man in it? And I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's the right. one movie. Yeah. And when he, he was like, he was like, oh, it's that guy. He's, I think he called him like, I don't think he called him a twink. But he was like an otter. It was all white dudes. And for some reason, it reminded me of Charlotte's Net and how he faked the poop. Hmm. Again, and Charlotte's Net is a movie that shows like graphic, like death pulled from the Internet. But they faked the poop. And I'm like, you know what? And I started thinking back at the the scene. And I'm like, you know, part of blurring the faces out might have been that there weren't that many different people. Because the only way you could identify the lead was by his piercing, which I'm going to call a Prince Albert, even though mm. I think it might be something different. So I started, you know, I started catching a whiff of something hinky going on there. I don't know. I think I think it was all pretty real. Um, 
but that might have just been because I was in for the ride. Me too. Because you can't really fake the whole, especially once he brings up that he has, he's HIV positive and like when he drops that ball and you're like, oh, wait, you've been doing this with that going on? Like, yeah. he's like, he's like talking shit about people who won't bear back him and all that. And it's like, yep. but dude, you, your dog's in the yard, homie. Like once you're in there, like there's a chance you'll get bit, you know? Not according uh, to him. He's like, cops cannot get it from uh, topping a dude with HIV. And it's I'd like, I'd love you're, to know the science about that. Yeah. But now don't you veer into like, it would be illegal to do that. Right. And then make money off of it. Essentially. Well, I mean, not if you're the document documentarian. Cause you're just documenting a situation, but that fool was getting blown by him too. So, <laughs> he was joining in the fun. Yeah. Like during that sex party, got a little, little blow going on. <laughs> yeah. It's a bummer to think that the filmmaker had made a bunch of other kind of like, I don't know, more regular. And you know, it's funny that you talk about like, gay... I can't speak on how regular they are because I, I've only seen like the covers. They look very like mid nineties. Back when New York was New York, back when hey. indie, indie films were still indie films, like yeah. that type stuff. Not simulated sex, probably. Hey, I'm taking a load in the like, ass over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got 16 loads in today. Hey. Oh my God. You got more? One more load <laughs> in my ace. Yeah, I... Uh, when he was taking condoms out of the bookstore garbage, though. To take <laughs> but see, that's what I'm saying. All the shit that's like haunting about that movie is like it's uh, voice of God. Like there's not like James Earl Jones or it's like I just I don't know. I started getting I started getting caught up in the like angry found footage fan. Like this is too good. Hold on. They faked everything. And then just like going back. But I mean, still, it was so fucking. Effective. Is that your new YouTube handle? With angry, angry found footage fan? No, you know, I did have a, a time where I was like, I'm going to make a found footage account and it's going to be only like deep cut, like if you know, you know type shit. And the handle was going to be the spaghetti weevil. And then um, listener Sam reached out and he's like, that sounds like a slur against Italians. Oh <laughs> and I couldn't get it out of my head. And it's I'm like, dang, spaghetti weevils. <laughs> like, Pastafarians. <laughs> Dude, it's good. Yeah, it ruined it for me. But, you know, it's funny that you mentioned gay genre, like film. And I remember going to Amoeba and perusing like the LGBT stuff for like, I'm like, oh, they probably have like a horror movie nobody's ever seen and it'll be a gem. And all of them look the same. Like the only criteria for these is like, it has to be very gay, but they all look like comedies. Have you seen any uh, Bruce LaBruce? Bruce LaBruce. No, I don't even know the name. Uh, he's a pretty prolific genre um, queer filmmaker. I think he did um, Otto the Zombie, which is about I do a know. zombie. Oh, you know, I own that movie. I don't think I've ever watched. I'm more of a Bruce Bruce guy. You would know the, if you did. Hold the left. See, and again, you know, I think one of the first times you were on, you would come over. And I remember you're hanging out and you just went through all of the shit I have. And I believe you made a pile of movies. <laughs> and you're like, these are great movies I've never heard you talk about. And I was like, well, it's because I've never seen any of them. <laughs> and I like felt was in there. Man, I fucking love felt. Also, yeah, that's also, a great movie. Um, Red, white, and blue. 
Yeah. I don't oh, think yeah. I own that though. We watched that with Robbie though. He brought it. Oh, there we go. Yeah. I don't, although, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I felt like completely checked by you there. Yeah. So what, what other shit have you been watching? We need, we need references for movies to cover. And yeah. I, you know, I got my notepad out. But don't be telling us none of your weird, foreign, sad shit, okay? No, no, you know, you know the type of shit we like. If you got weird, foreign, sad shit, Randy's here. Yeah, for yeah, your slow cinema, about foreign, sad stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Nick Verdi just put out a new movie. That's for, right. It's not out yet, but um, I watched that. It was fantastic. I oh, think yeah, you'll like it to, too uh, because it's got. It, he touches on the internet culture and like. Uh, like um, kind of like a Slender Man craze, but like Slender Man adjacent, not really like, it's not like a tall guy in a suit, but it's an online influencer influencing teens to do terrible things. And that's just like one thread of the film, but it's, it's great. I mean, and it's fucking timely. Get that movie out. Y'all saw yeah. the influencer who did the giveaway in New York, right? And caused that big riot. Oh yeah, that was oh, not yeah. good. That was bad. Yeah, that if you want to get some cool like B roll for like your end of the world film, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Oh, <laughs> real quick, can we talk about Mr. Beast real quick? Oh, I want to talk about. Okay, we're coming back though. You can have a tangent, Mr. Beast. Let's hear it. What is that? His newest. Do you know Mr. Beast? You don't know Mr. Beast? Nah. He's like the biggest YouTuber. Okay, well I'm I'm happy to let Robbie know the only person on the planet doesn't know Mr. Beast. <laughs> He's a very popular YouTuber who is, he's the most popular YouTuber. And he uh, has insane videos from week to week because all of his income he puts right back into the next YouTube video. So this last video he did, um, they took vacations that started at $1 and went up to $500,000. So it was, and it was, it was an 18 minute video, Russ. That's very long for Mr. Beast. It is nonstop, as you can imagine. Um, but I want to talk about he rents the Eiffel Tower. They rent the entire Eiffel Tower and then they go to the very top and then they shut all the lights off. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is that we've reached the end. YouTubers are going, renting out the Eiffel Tower and just shutting it off when they want to. Is that the video? Yeah. Oh, was it a short? No, eighteen minutes. I said, and that's that's at the very end when they go to they take oh. their five hundred thousand uh, dollar vacation to France and they rent the entire well Eiffel Tower. They are like their their product, Robbie, is pretty much like if you were a little kid and you had a magic machine and you're like, I wonder if a wall of magnets could stop a cannonball. Like that's the channel. Like oh. anything that anybody might find interesting and just click on a video and give like five minutes to. Um. Mr. Beast came became pretty prolific for his editing style too. He isn't pro like the TikTok no attention span, but he's kind of a part of it. And in his more recent videos, he's been adding in like moments for like dramatic. Yeah. So the last few have been uh seven days stranded at sea. That was a good one. Oh, Train versus giant pit. That was weird. I felt like existential dread from that. That pit was so big that it almost felt like if you imagine like the way that Cthulhu is written in the book, like taking up the whole horizon, that pit was so gigantic. A Did real you watch pit? It? It's a real pit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real pit. And What's they do he doing dumb, there? 
<laughs> they, I don't know. They dig it. Yeah, they just <laughs> for the for the for the seven days stranded at sea. They had a giant plank that they floated. That five dudes, uh, they built shelter on this giant plank in the middle of the ocean, and they were there for seven full days, and they were miserable. Which, 111 million views. You know, it's not as shocking as the one where they did the dollar yacht to the billion dollar yacht. Yeah. Because at the the end, they, they're on a billion dollar yacht. Like they were renting all these different yachts and kind of giving a tour of them. The last one was a fucking town on the ocean. It had like full movie theater, oh, yeah. amphitheater, hotels, restaurants, and they were just a bunch of kids running through there. It a was town on the ocean. Dude, it... I don't know, man. It kind of fucks with your perception of reality. And Mr. Beast has this like persona where he's just kind of like, what's up? We're here on the boat. And it's so like, I don't know. It it, it kind of creeps me out. You yeah. know, you should watch you should watch a Meat Canyon. Write that down. Meat if you Canyon. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude, Robin. He's a satirical kind of like so okay. Um YouTube has its own like kind of pop culture. And there are a lot of people who do like the TMZ thing and they'll react to like, you know, pinky doll on TikTok doing the NPC shit. And they'll have like, you know, they'll just make a video about pinky doll. Um, there's a dude meat Canyon who illustrates like very mean versions of these people and makes very bleak, dark narratives about them. I think he would be the perfect way for you to kind of, Keep in touch with what's going on. He he does a hilarious Mr. Beast too. Yeah, it's good, uh, dude. It's yeah, it's really good. Why, yeah, why the fuck did you sound like a foreign language? The Eiffel Tower <laughs> thing was crazy. Why? What did you? What did you distract me from? There's... No, we were. Uh, Robbie's about to tell us what he's been watching. No, Nick Verity. Um, <laughs> again, he, he was on the show before with uh, uh, Br Yeager. Yeah, yeah. who uh. One of the most disturbing authors who that motherfucker. I, I love his books. He came out with a new one um, that I need to fucking buy, but Very I also bought book alive. Yeah. Did you get it? No, I haven't read anything by him. I want to start with negative space though. <clears throat> negative space is really good. Amygdala Tropolis. I, I never read like bronze age or anything. So it was like a completely new thing for me. And I, I like that book fucked with me. Spell it. Amygdalatropolis. I think it's fanatic, but I would still get it wrong. <laughs> you know how long it took me to, to like figure out how to say that word? <laughs> you say it confidently, and that's I all we can hope yeah. for. I do now. <laughs> it is right. it was, you know, it's part of the brain and like, yeah, a metropolis, you know. You're doing great. It's talking about 4chan and uh oh. anonymous forums. You'd you'd Randy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's but eight coon, dude. I want to watch uh the following film to Caucasoid is Caucasoid out? No, he's he's been having a lot of trouble getting uh, distribution. Um, I mean, with that name, <laughs> I thought it would be like a perfect art exploitation. Uh, they sure got bought out. Oh, did, did they? That? I think uh, Randy helped me out. Is I, that I, why we have been having our art exploitation segment anymore? You know, I felt like I used to have to twist their arm to do it too. I'm like, hey, we're here. We'll talk about it. They're like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. But like, you know, you get in there and then you hope somebody buys you. Who Grant, bought them? I I want to say if you Kino, say gravitas, I'm gonna. I want to say Kino. I'm not sure. Kino Lorber. Be interesting. Their stuff is on Kino Cult, the uh, free Kino app uh, for streaming stuff. So that would make sense. Yeah, I think they bought them out. Oh no! 
I loved art exploitation, but now that they got bought out and we haven't been doing our uh, our little segment, I'll talk about how I own three copies of Toad Road that do not work. Like wow. they just don't fucking work. And I'm like, Damn. what happened here? Like, why won't they play? And it could just be because I'm using an Xbox as my main uh, Blu-ray device, and it's not the best. That is the reason. Uh, Okay. Mine doesn't play DVDs, and half the time it doesn't play Blu-rays. Dude. (sighs) What's up, Microsoft? It's always been temperamental. And sometimes it will just have, like, a software malfunction where it, like, will pause, and then it will shut down, and then it won't open. And you're like, man, what the fuck? Play a goddamn Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I do. I own three copies of that movie. Further proof that we cannot trust Bill Gates. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry. Oh, my God. So what is the new movie he did? What's it called? It's called Sweet Relief. Oh, hope to be there soon. I'm uh, scared. BR has a pretty big role in it. Does he have a, does, is he screaming again? He is screaming. He's saying oh. the word a lot. I love it. He's retching quite a bit. Randy, you You're watched what? it, right? I did. Yeah. Wait, how the fuck did you all watch this? I sent him a link. I I asked Nick if I could send it to you guys, and he said that's fine. Oh, what the? It's fuck? good. Br's great in it. Super. But what the fuck? Randy's watching shit now. <laughs> <laughs> What the uh, hell? I saw that, you know, I, we follow each other on Letterboxd. And whenever I see Robbie uh, watch something that I want to watch, I'll uh, shoot him in text, you know? And vice versa. Okay. All right. So sweet relief. It's on the list. And apparently we know people we could get the link from. Robbie, what else you got for us? We need to cover interesting shit. Clark keeps covering Mission Impossible and all these Watched, boring. Uh, the fan? For the first time the other day. With Robert De Niro and Wesley Snipes? <laughs> I wish. No, it's a oh. German film. Of course. From oh. uh, the late 80s, I think it is. Durfan? Yep. Mm. I, I saw that at the Alamo. That's a oh, fucking really? good movie. Yeah. It's freaking gnarly. The um, um, last 30 minutes or so. Have you seen it, Randy? No. There's some okay. great uh, like, electro bops going on in that movie. Yeah, Randy, uh, again, I know it, it, it almost curses the film, but you should watch that one. I believe that was a, uh, back when Keegan was the program director, that was one of the ones that he snuck in as like a Terror Tuesday. And it was like, you know, people, cool. you know, the crowd that shows up to Terror Tuesday is pretty cool, but the people that show up for like Friday the 13th and shit, they're going to get a, it's going to be a, it's not for them and they can leave if they want. <laughs> All right. what What else you got? Um, a movie I think Clark would like, Corner Office. All right, we could skip that. Oh, wait a minute. Is this with um? Uh, is John this with Hamm. Uh, John Hamm? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Robbie, I almost watched this the other day, uh, but uh, all the reviews. Uh, I it's, don't know. It's interesting because okay. the trailer sells something completely different, and then I only gave it a three, but honestly it'll appear in my mind every once in a while and I'll just get this pang of sadness just like thinking about it. God damn it. So it's pretty good. It's, I don't want to talk much about it because it's, it's got a lot of fun little surprises. Um, But essentially John Hamm has just started a new drab job and he finds this office 
um, somewhere in the building on the way to the bathroom that is like the the office looks like an office, but once you go in this um, this this corner office, it looks like something from like if the Mad Men if Mad Men made it to the seventies type thing. Um, he almost when he's, yeah when he's in there, he feels a different type of way. So that's all, but it's, it's good. It's, it's, it's very late nineties because a lot, the whole thing is, um, narrated by him. It's, it's him in his head and it starts at the beginning. It feels like almost like American psycho because he kind of seems like a, a sociopath, but it veers into some interesting directions. Now, is this an interesting interpretation? By you, or is the fact that it's only described as a comedy just wrong? It's funny if you're a bad person. Of <laughs> <laughs> Clark, home run. <laughs> there, there are some laughs, but they all have like a whiff of sadness to them. Without and without being like, you know, like nudge, nudge, wink, wink. It's just like, oh my God, come on. And it's not even cringe comedy. It's just like sadness comedy. I don't my specialty. It's very <laughs> European. Um, All right, I they, like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you sold me, Robert. I like a, I like a John Ham. Yeah, I love him. I'll, sure. I'll literally watch anything he's in. All right. Well, you, hey, Robin, real quick. Who you mentioned this earlier? Who is uh, Dennis Cooper? Oh, he's, he's the a, FBI uh, agent from Twin Peaks, the party pooper. <laughs> he's a um, queer novelist, but he's okay. uh, directed a couple of films. Uh, he did a really good one called uh, "Permanent Green Light." He co-directs, actually. That's a good title. Uh, did, did he adapt it from his own novel? I don't think he's done that yet. Um, his main novels are called, it's like the George Miles trilogy. I, I forget George's last name, but it's just. Foreman. Yeah. Right. Um, all about disaffected queer youth, um, like past traumas and stuff like that. But permanent green lights about a kid who's obsessed with blowing up. That's all like spontaneous combustion. No, he just wants to like he all throughout the film. He's like talking about like how much power would I have to just eviscerate and not exist anymore for anybody to completely forget me. Like it's, it's so existentially like it's like an existential sledgehammer, dude. It's fucking the whole film. He's just like thinking about blowing up. <laughs> like I don't know how to, <laughs> It's it's very quiet, like you're staring at him, stare into nothingness a lot of the time, and like his interactions with people. Um, great movie. Sounds like canopy. a fun time. You know, <laughs> I like that it's kind such of stuff. A bummer. I think you know we joke a lot about like 4chan and shit, but I do think there are people who are terrified of the thought of like a completely anonymous, like free message board and like what can go on there and. And maybe even changing who you are because you hear something that sounds right, but you know that it's wrong and like kind of going down a bad thought path. Yeah. Except this, I don't really buy into that because 
I mean, if you can hear people say dumb shit and be like, you're saying dumb shit, I think you're immune. But this kind of like the existential drift of like, life is so safe that I want to explode and not exist at all and experience that. Like those feel more akin. Like I wrote a short story a long time ago about a dad who had a family and veers off a guardrail, like on a cliff just to prove that it can happen because life feels so like monotonous. And uh, I don't know. I love that kind of shit where it's like, Oh, you're slipping into weird territory. Like it's almost like if um taking the, what is it? The blue pill is it, which one, which one's supposed to like let you free. <laughs> I think the blue one. I don't, I don't yeah. Know. But if it was like death, like if you're so like, comfortable in life i don't participate in meme culture dude well i mean just i'm more talking about the matrix like instead i don't participate in matrix culture (laughs) yeah but i don't know i love that where it's almost like you have a comfortable life and you're in this like end of western culture kind of thought where it's like the only thing left is like death and that feels unattainable so you almost want to do it to prove that it can happen like that shit is like are we talking sweet relief right now, dude? <laughs> <laughs> no, permanent green light. I, dude, I, I wrote that down. I knew that's that wasn't. A, uh, I think it's what about a permanent film. project green light. It's back. <laughs> they just came out with another movie. Yeah, who uh, read a review yeah. on it? Heard it was unfortunate. <laughs> I heard. I heard it wasn't bad. I. I can't Gray remember. Matter. Somebody. Yeah, somebody was saying it's the best one they made, but I'm like, well, that's feast because. Fucking Gulliger was sneaking around production to make his movie better. Yeah. Like, again, if if y'all don't know about that, I, I got into a conversation with Terrell about it, who hadn't realized Feast came from Project Greenlight. Mm. And I'm like, well, you should look into that story. It Because it was a reality TV show where they learned if we tank the movie, we're guaranteed to have, like, interest. So Gulliger heard them in a bathroom stall, two producers talking about how they were going to fuck up today. And he went, I got you. So like when Feast opens and there's like a carcass in the road, he snuck around production to shoot that. Like he came back on his own, snuck out, brought a camera and like was making, improving his movie on his own time. It's super interesting. But yeah, I I only had heard and Matt Damon and fucking. uh, And Affleck. Yeah, they're they're both back with it, right? I don't know. I haven't watched uh, the new thing. I've just I read about how they were just setting up the woman to fail from the beginning. Oh, again, the they're doing it. Again. Yeah. They just did not do her any favors. And then like the review I read was just taking the show into account um, in terms of like how it's like a big budget s- superpower movie or whatever, or science fiction film, but how they gave her nothing to do it in terms of days and uh, all that stuff. I'm just speaking about something I literally skimmed over. So I get it. <laughs> Welcome to the Overlook Hour. <laughs> don't worry. They'll be nice to you about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I love it. I think um, that could be a whole new genre of like in-world camera. Where I, I believed I was trying to coin the phrase gaslight cinema for when the the product is based on a, like most of the participants not understanding that they're in a film. Kind of like if that would apply to like Borat or like Jackass or uh, what's another? Oh, like what? Dirty Grandpa? What the fuck was that? 
What was the one with Johnny Knoxville not doing Jackass? Bad Grandpa. Dirty Grandpa. One of the I don't grandpa. Know. Yeah, I think it's Dirty Grandpa. I think Bad yeah. Grandpa is Robert De Niro. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Windy City Heat. That's another one. Is it? Yeah. I don't know it. I'm going to look it up. You know, Bobcat, you fuck. Did you watch Jury Duty? No. no. And you know what? I, I see it pop up every now and then, but I, I have like FOMO. I felt like I missed the moment. It's a blast. You, Jury Duty on Freebie? Yep. Which is painful, but it's it's worth the ride. All right. I'm writing down Jury Duty, too. I feel like we're on a roll here. What else are you hiding? Um, There's this movie, Tommy Guns. It was really I'm good. Five stars. Best Rocky movie. Spanish movie, I think it's it was. Not. If I remember right. But Definitely it's not. Mostly like a civil unrest film for most of its runtime, but it ends as a horror film. Oh, I like it. I pulled oh. it. Oh. Yeah, this looks like a Clark movie through and through. Actually, it looks like Randy could be casted in this movie. Randy would like it. It's like um, a lot cool. of people were comparing it to uh, Claire Denis. Oh, I'm uh, out. And then with like nice. a Guillermo del Toro vibe toward the end. It's good. It's 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 frustrating, but it's it's very good. You know, Robbie, you make me insecure because you watch all these fucking interesting movies, films I've never heard about, and then you listen to our show. So when you listen to us navigate through, uh, you know, Mission Impossible, or like this week, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a uh, the Last Voyage of Demeter. Like, are you just sitting there laughing at us? What's going on? What? Are no. you writing down? You're like, dude, how are you this insecure as a person? Yeah. I'm not. I'm just trying to set it up. <laughs> My God. I'm only bringing up those movies because the, I don't hear other people talking about it. I, I watch everything. Like, Oh, I know. Because I laugh at you when you drive to Oregon to watch Halloween where the I leaves are falling. Army of Thieves last week. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> the prequel to Army of the Dead about yeah. this, the safe breaker. Rough stuff. The Zack Snyder thing. Oh, I, I didn't ever watch it. Directed by the safe cracker, though. Uh, oh, like it's yeah. his directorial. De- oh, no, it's not his debut. I didn't watch any of those. A prequel to the Army of Dead. You didn't watch so, Army of the Dead? Uh, no. I, you know, I listened to Scary Thoughts and they kind of shredded it, which usually isn't a oh, good. It's, it's not a, a good. I've seen it three times. I mean, they shred fucking everything. I didn't watch it because I tried to watch it in my hotel room in Phoenix, Arizona, but the TV was so terrible. The sound was like, it was like, blah, blah, blah. I couldn't do it. <laughs> you just got to play with the antenna. It's dude, so it'll come in. <laughs> I stood there with my, you know, tinfoil suit and then didn't do it. God. When you were I smoking think, on the balcony. Try, I think you guys would love Army of the Dead. It's, really? Yeah, it's big, dumb, violent fun. Titties? Dude, hold on. Uh, zombie boobs. Oh, it's that weird. Like 2010 to like now. Movies that came and went, I feel weird going back and watch them. Like I was thinking about one last night, um, Nocturnal Animals. Sure. Great I remember everybody liked that movie and right. I, I own it on Blu-ray. Tom Ford. And I was like, is there any value to going back and watching this right now, though? Big time. Well, I mean to talk about. Like, like if I'm like, hey, y'all, I watched Nocturnal Animals. I've been meaning to for like eight years. Oh, you never watched it either? No, I've, no, I, I, I mean a redo. Yeah, but that first uh that opening shot 
Oh, with all the ladies? Outstanding. That's great. Yeah. Wonderful. But, I mean, if I came on here, I feel like I'm like, hey, y'all, I watch Nocturnal Animals. They'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, but you bring your point of view. Yeah, idiot. I get it. But, I mean, I feel like this is like a Randy movie. It's probably very thoughtful. You were so, like, <laughs> in your head about shit that doesn't matter. No, I just, I don't know about modern film having, it. like, the culture of a rewatch is so different now. I know, but you just got to do it. Like, I think about it, like. I know, you have no problem. When yeah, we, last week you brought you the do. wizard and yeah. uh, who gives yeah. a But those are different because that's like an era like that people they rewatch those movies a lot because of limitation of option, right? Like it was scarcity in film. Where now we're just like drowning in it. So I'm like, I could be watching like something new. Well, I watched it a lot as a kid because I I was a child and I had a, a very smooth brain because I was a child and you just rewatched the same thing over and over again. Well, it's also because you probably had three VHS tapes and it's like cable wasn't going to do it. No, it was and, just like, I like the wizard. I'm going to watch the wizard again. That's just how you operate as a child. Yeah. You know what I could do that with? That's a modern film. Until you have a sister who turns into a spider in, in the inside <laughs> of your wall. Cobweb coming soon. She didn't turn into a spider. She turned into a spider. She was pretty spider-ish. She gained... Uh, also, that was Deborah Wilson? I don't know. Really? It sounded like her. So it, she's credited as the, the girl in the wall. But I we were talking about this yesterday, me and Oksana, and um, she was thinking maybe she just voiced her. I don't, what was your train of thought there, Oksana? Yeah, because I tried to look it up, and she's done other like voices in video games and stuff. It was definitely her voice. Now, I would assume it was not her body, being that she is a black woman <laughs> um, that's probably in her 50s, and she's supposed to play the slightly older sister to a 10-year-old white boy. Yeah, but you don't really see her that much. No, they do a good job, yeah. and most of most of how they film her is it's super, super dark. Now, unfortunately, the room I was watching in had some light pollution, so it was a little tricky, but... Um, Still, you know, everything was really, really dark of how they filmed it. But, um, and I wanted, I wanted a little more, but I wasn't mad at it. And I think the movie did such a good job as the movie, the entire movie is a build for the last 20 minutes. Yeah. And I feel like I was satisfied with that. And um, I feel like you don't, I haven't had that feeling in a horror film in a while to where it's like where we're building towards this thing. We're not getting, I mean, they do a lot in 20 minutes. Yeah, they do. I mean, they, 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 they do a lot in that last 20 minutes, but, um, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the build to how we got there. That's how you make a fucking genre movie like that. They kept like, it kept changing yeah. and just going into that shit blind. I was like, we're doing a home invasion now. What the fuck? And the, yeah, I don't know. I really liked it. Hey, he's an interesting writer because that's the dude that did Texas Chainsaw, the Netflix one. The superior film. The one with what? The Tesla decapitation? Oh, yeah. Directed by the Marianne director, which was really good. Marianne? Which one is that? It's a French series on Netflix that got canceled too soon. Oh, I began. I think we started watching that. I think we watched two episodes of that. Yeah, Bill recommended it. Oh, I didn't watch it because uh, I don't want to read. <laughs> well, on Netflix, they have the dubbing. So I, I, I also don't want to stoop to that trash <laughs> level either. 
So I just go without. Yeah, fucking watching shit dubbed. I on can't Netflix. do it. I cannot do it. You got to watch Nocturnal Animals. I'm stuck on that. That's, uh, it's good. We've that's a seen great Nocturnal modern. No, we haven't. Yeah, we have. No, we haven't. We watched it a couple of years ago. Nocturnal oh, Animals. Pull it up, Oksana. I. You might be thinking of a different movie. Yeah. You're thinking Nocturna. No. I'm Are you thinking here, bottom? We've watched it. Okay. I, you know, I'm in a weird position because I want her to explain stuff that happens in the movie, but I also don't want to know anything that happens in the movie. <laughs> we haven't watched this movie. Can somebody give her a test that won't spoil the movie? Uh, if this is the movie I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, it's got like a kind of like Gone Girl like flip where you you're suspecting someone and then no no don't get in I, I like the idea I of one of them quizzing you so give her like a trivia a, question i don't remember it that well i don't have a trivia question but essentially what we're watching most of the film is being read from a book <laughs> what <laughs> I, I feel like i would so, remember that it's amy adams it's amy adams she's reading and she is reading her ex-husband's uh, new book while she is married to Army Hammer. Yeah. It's and a story in a story. We got Aylor Taylor, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Aylor Taylor. Aaron, Aylor Taylor Johnson. Aaron Taylor Johnson is awesome. He's a weirdo, right? Like yeah. that guy. Be careful. That guy. No, I mean, he does. There is something off-putting about him, but he's scary. Yeah, he right. He can. Um, he's either really good or he can be awful and like allergic to charisma at times. Like when he was the the Godzilla movie. Oh my god! Mm -hmm. It's like did he even show up for work? Are you talking about <laughs> Aylor Taylor? Aylor Taylor. Yeah, I, I never watched Godzilla. It, that was horrible. You have to wonder uh, how much that has to do with the director or something, you know, or like what project they're in, though, because he was probably so stoked to work with like Tom Ford. and Yeah, but he's a weirdo, though. He's married yeah. to like a woman his mother's age. Right on. Uh -huh. I mean, do what you got to do. But then they it made that they made the Million Little Pieces movie. Oh, was he in that? Yeah. Uh, she directed it, I think. Gnarly. It was a weird thing. And it bombed tragically, which uh, I'll talk about <laughs> on the show eventually. All right, Oksana, have we watched Nocturnal Animals? I think yes, but I don't remember it very well. Amy Adams reading from a book? I feel like I would remember that. A transcript. Transcript. Well, when we rewatch yeah. it, you'll like Enchanted. That. You'll remember. I, you know what? Pull up the podcast, the, the past shows, and, and just do a search for it. I I'll put money on it. I'm not like Clark making a work bet. I'll bet I have not watched this movie. All right. And I bet we need to end this episode. <laughs> Why? Robbie wants to, I want to hang out with Robbie. He moved <laughs> away from us. Then he came close enough to like have a permanent excuse not to hang out. Tom Ford's other film is very good as well. Uh, a single man. It's, it's good. It's, it's very good. I like. Nocturnal Animals had a whole different vibe to it than uh, than his previous, and I liked I liked more the pulpiness that we got in Nocturnal Animals. But oh, yeah. um, mm. I, dude, I, I I I watch anything he makes, man. Um, 
And I think it's an it I think it's a natural progression. You know, you got a guy who, you know, is a stylist and uh has an eye that is uh very well trained and uh he knows how to, you know, photograph. That's He's sassy too. Sassy dude. So. Yeah, I don't know. Also dresses to the nines on set. Oh yeah. I mean, expect nothing less. It's Tom Ford. His eyes are kind of close together. You know what his favorite scent is? Lavender. A woman who has just been smoking and drinking vodka. Yeah, that there's some childhood <laughs> shit down there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mommy was a boozer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, damn it. You know, I'm going to talk about it in the episode, but I wanted to know what Robbie thought. Can I? Can you give me a short, and I won't go into it at all, about what you thought of uh, uh, Mother May I? I liked it, but we had just watched uh, The Passenger. Okay. Uh, the, the Iggy Pop story? Yeah. The previous <laughs> night where he is like a completely different person. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was tough to watch because... Mother May I was very central. They never really leave the cabin and it's all that like psycho, psychosexual bullshit. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of like a sissy. And then um, the passenger, he's just like such a gnarly dude. Yeah. Did you, did you watch that one? I did. You know, it's funny because they're both relationship films and, mm-hmm. uh, but one's like a coworker relationship that kind of becomes like more. And then one's a, you know, girlfriend that kind of becomes more. I don't know. I like them both. I'm going to get into them once we're done here. Yeah. He's a good actor, man. And like, uh, hell yeah. Dinner in America. Yeah. Dinner in America. (laughs) And everybody's favorite slasher movie, the remake of a nightmare on Elm street. He played Quentin. He was a scream. Yeah. Yeah, He was in scream. And I was bummed because when he showed up, I was into it. They brought back red, right hand for him. And then he got dispatched very quick in Scream 5. He was in the movie that we talked to, uh, Ghost of War, dude. Oh, he was. Yeah. Man, there are some interviews that I fucking vaguely remember. And that was one of them. Dude, Ghost that was of, a good interview. Yeah, but I, you know what? Ghost of War, that was a weird movie. It's weird how a movie like that can come out and then just like... Eric Press. Go. Like and just move on. Yeah. That's that's how I felt about Nocturnal Animals. I'm like, does anybody remember anything anymore? Is it's there a any great like, movie. yeah? But there's so fucking many movies now. Yeah, there are there's so many been. movies. Yes, <laughs> yeah, but it's different now. Like we're like, like there's no. I feel like even back in the day, there were hella movies being made. Like when people look at like how many westerns were coming out in America in the early 1900s. There was an incredible amount. There's a lot of Westerns. And then you look at Japan and there's even more. And like those movies all kind of went. There's Japanese Westerns. They're called samurai movies, dude. <laughs> no, I mean movies in general. <laughs> and there were thousands of them. Like back when you wouldn't think there were. And then now it's like, dude, how many fucking movies are coming out? And like what deserves the rewatch? Because I feel like every movie does. You know what deserves a rewatch? Anything that you just press play and you sit in front of the TV. Who cares, bro? Just do what you want to do. If you want to rewatch a movie, rewatch uh, a movie. Time is the true, uh, that's what's scarce now. The amount <laughs> of time that you've wasted talking about and thinking about the thing, you could have watched yeah. the movie. That Hey, that's fair. And I, yeah. But I think everybody's fallen prey to the menu on a streaming service too. 
where it's like, we could start a movie right now and we could get in. It's paralysis by analysis. Oh, I've never heard that, but I like it. Uh, I'm here to help. I like the rhyme. And that's why that's why we have institutions to help us. That's why it's not good for the American people to make decisions. Okay. <laughs> decisions need to be made for us. And so Hidden Strike will be the movie that you're covering this week, Thank I guess. Thank you so much. God. So, Robbie, uh, again, thank you so much uh, for uh, joining us today and uh, having the exact same curtains that I have in my bedroom that you have it there in your living room. I'm assuming you made that purchase on Amazon.com. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> I think I have the same color and everything. They're very nice. What'd you call that? A slate gray? I don't know. Gray? Russ, what do you think? I don't know. I was looking at the red ones. I like those more. The red ones? Those are just uh, sun like being attacked by sun. It looks cool. It looks like uh, there's two layers right here. Oh, is that to keep people Steve. from breaking in? Yeah, in my mind, yeah, zombies. <laughs> <laughs> How brutal would that be? You'd learn the, the the tough reality of anybody who's ever played D and D and actually thought about what it would be like to hit somebody with a sword. It'd really probably be a blunt object. You're oh, not yeah. you're not making any cuts. You're just bashing somebody in with a fucking shit. Right? Oh, okay. You're keeping <laughs> it you're keeping it uh battle ready? Well, I'm not using it otherwise. What's it's not gonna <laughs> make it dull hanging there. You don't hit anything with it? No. <laughs> oh my um, god. Before we go, uh Grieve has been accepted at uh Philadelphia unnamed film festival and will be showing September 28th. So if you're close to Philadelphia, go watch it. Dude. Fuck yeah. So Puff is run by our buddy Madeline and uh, here for long-term, long-time listeners of this show, my boy, Gothic King Cobra has a new oh, pet. Jesus Christ. He's got a pet. He's got a bearded dragon now. And guess what its name is? I'm going to assume Puff. It's Puff. Thank you so much. So I made a little video for her where he's like, I love my puff. <laughs> Puff's the I'm sure coolest. she was grateful for that. Dude, she- <laughs> <laughs> and then I had it fade out into a puff logo. Dude, he's like, fuck the trolls. <laughs> She's like, I think we're going to show that in the theater. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so you got to support them. But dude. It is so funny because everybody online is like, Puff's dead. You killed him. And he'll just, he'll start live streaming and be like, fuck you, Puff's alive. I'm going to prove it. And I'm like, oh, this is gold. This could just be every ad for the Puff film fest. That's good. (laughs) I'm just yelling at a camera. Puff is alive. And it's doing well if they're showing Grieve. Is that the world premiere? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fuck. Are you going out there? Um, Probably not. (laughs) Attaboy. (laughs) <laughs> are you gonna do video in come on man uh i don't know i know we're gonna we might be doing it or showing it at the grand lake in oakland oh. uh in october so damn love to have all the uh hey dude overlook goblins come i out. you know it's very funny i was talking to the one of the east bay cinematographers yesterday i was actually doing color matching for him and I was like, hey, dude, how much is it to rent out the Grand Lake? He sent me a little spreadsheet. Oh, that motherfucker. Randy's nodding his head yes. But yeah. I, dude, uh, I didn't Evan, even realize I had four screens there. Evan, who shot Grieve, uh, his sister 
is a huge like um, fundraising person for the Bay Area. So she has a couple of ins. Fuck yeah. Um, but if that didn't work out, I was going to try to get you guys to convince the Balboa to show up. Um, so oh, I, yeah. No, I mean, I know you've been gone for a minute, but we would definitely do the four star. I love oh, that really? fucking figure now. Yeah. But dude, Grand Lake. Hey, man. Uh, I literally was talking to Oksana. I'm like, we got to line up a babysitter because I want to go check it out. Have you ever been there, Clark? No. Uh, they have like, what, an Egyptian room there and like a space room. That's gorgeous. Have you been there, right, Randy? Uh, several times. Yeah. I used to live like two miles away. It's great. Yeah. Um, our so buddy, Josh, he lives across the street. So like he goes there all the time. Well, it takes, uh, Robbie, it takes a lot for me to cross that, uh, giant San Francisco. Bay, <laughs> but I, would, I would do it for you. Robbie. Yeah. We'll drag you hear you your out. voice on the, uh, on the radio. <laughs> I mean, you know, I didn't want to bury the lead until it is, you know, my film. Oh, it's your debut on the big screen. That's right. Um, another thing, again, here's a little gossip about the Grand Lake. Uh, they don't program horror movies anymore. Okay. Do you want to know why? No. Because the crowd tends to get violent. Really? I heard that from the management. Yeah, the last horror movie they showed was Halloween 2018. And uh Evil said, died tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is he. My buddy straight up was like, Yeah, they don't show horror movies there because you want to see Cobweb, you want to see Demeter, but they don't show anything horror because the crowd gets violent. So come see Grieve and bring some gloves yeah. <laughs> or a pillow, dude. Uh, <laughs> Robbie, please stay on top of that because I want to promote that and go to it so bad. So let yeah. us know when it's happening. I'll spam the hell out of people. All right. Hell yeah. Oh, Robbie, real quick before we let you go. I meant to ask you this earlier. How was Japan? That was great. It was... All right. That's it. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a bidet when I came back. So that's. Uh... Oh, my oh, yeah. man. That's, that's the move, dude. Hell you yeah. guys have one? No. No, I, sh- I, I should. I don't know it's why. So, so cheap. So easy. Your butt will thank you. One of the attachments, right? That you just like hook into the water pipe and put it on top. Yep. Yeah. They, yeah. they sell some pretty good ones for about 40 bucks. So. Oh yeah, for sure. If you don't now want you the can, heating element. Yeah. I don't, I don't like the hot water. I don't like nah. the warm water because it, it feels like someone's peeing in my yep. butthole. Yeah. <laughs> need that cold. Yeah. Cold, cold is cleansing. Warm is piss. And you just can make tell it where it is when it's cold. Like when it's hot, you can, you know, it's there. Yeah, you gotta direct the stream. A hundred percent. You don't know where that point of impact is. Exactly. It's 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 I don't like it at all. No. Cold water all the way. Yeah, because you get that warm water like right in like you know the the gooch area between your sack and your hole. Yeah. It's like someone's like pissing right in there. It makes you feel like you have to shit again. Yeah. <laughs> Randy, this stays in. Yeah. Oh yeah, still recording. Oh my God. All right. We'll see you next week. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Overlook Hour. And if you would like to hear more, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and or a review, which is a very easy way for you to support this show uh, that we bring to you every week for years now, free of charge. And as always, you can find us on YouTube at The Overlook Theater, 
Instagram at The Overlook Theater, Facebook at The Overlook Hour, and Twitter at The Overlook Hour. Last but not least, you can send us your emails and tell us how much you like or dislike the show at overlookhour at gmail.com. And if you're nice, maybe we'll uh, read them on the show. I've been your engineer, Randy Stat. Please join me along with Clark, Russell, and Oksana again next time. Bye. <laughs>